0: Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, a few more Model 3 reservation details trickle out. Model S gets a new console and a price increase and more. Welcome to the podcast this week. I am coming to you recorded live from Hawaii. I'm very, very fortunate to look out my window if I turn around behind me and see the Pacific Ocean. It is a spectacular view if you ever get the chance. Uh, and speaking of, I mentioned last week that uh, I would be here, and a few of you very kindly reached out to me. A few Hawaiian listeners uh, had some people welcoming me to, all right, yeah, come hang out with us in the line at the uh, Honolulu store. Well, I have some excellent news to share, and that is, I guess the old uh, watched tea kettle never boils theory still holds true to this day, because after I'd really kind of mentally moved on from the idea of getting invited to the Model 3 event, you know, I talked last week about how I just didn't think it was going to happen, that it probably would have happened already. I received a very kind email from Tesla PR inviting me to the Model 3 event, so... Uh, my family has been very understanding. I'm here with a, a big group of family, and they have all given their blessing, saying, "No, you've got you. You need to go to this. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead and you know duck out on this this trip a few days early." I mean, nobody likes to leave Hawaii before they have to, but uh, this is such a rare opportunity. I'm very very grateful to Tesla to Tesla PR for extending me the invitation. So I will be heading home a bit early from Hawaii. And then I'm going to get my reservation in at the Burlingame store. So if you're going to come, if you're a Bay Area person and you're going to be in Burlingame, come say hi to me. I will be there hanging out, waiting to put down my $1,000 and get my reservation in the queue. And then from there, I will be heading possibly straight to SFO to to catch a flight down to L.A. And it is going to be a whirlwind day, but I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, I just I can't wait to see the car. I can't wait to I, I'll tell you what else too. I'm going to bring the recorder. I want to bring you know like I was able to do with the Model X event. I recorded a little bit from there, but this time what I'd like to do is if any of you are going to be at the Model Three event. I know Dave T is. He said so in his latest Tesla uh, weekly newsletter. I'd like to talk to you. I, first of all, I'd like to thank you in person for listening to this podcast and for giving it a try but I'd love to interview you too and put you on the podcast next week to get your thoughts on Model 3. So if you are going to be at the reveal event, feel free to email me, tweet me, uh, and then we'll just try to find me when we're at the event in Hawthorne. So that is big news for me. I'm very, very excited, and I hope to bring you at least a little slice of what it's like from, from the event. So very stoked for that. Now, you know, for me, it, I had another interesting thought this week, or at least interesting to me, maybe boring to you. But I thought about this after, after the invite came through. And, you know, I've been waiting for Model 3 ever since I became aware of Tesla and fell in love with Tesla, which, as I told the story back on episode one when I kicked this whole podcast off, was 2009. I did a DeLorean Club event with Tesla. They were the start. Anyway, uh, so Model 3 has been my next car for the last seven years and counting, you know, still, still waiting for it. Sight unseen, of course, no idea what this car is, what it looks like. And the thought occurred to me, especially now as, as I was planning this week's podcast, this is not only the last episode that I'll, that I'll never, that I'll not know what this car looks like, but these are the last few days ever of me not knowing what this car looks like. And it's so it's an awesome time. It's like pretty soon, this thing's going to become real. I mean, it's been real certainly. It's a, it's been a thing that Elon is committed to, but it's really it's going to become tangibly, physically real this week, and that is just super, super exciting. Now, a few more Model Three details came to light after I recorded this past week, and let me update you on those now. First of all, I incorrectly, uh, perfectly by accident, but I incorrectly stated that the event, the Model 3 event was going to start at 7 p.m. Pacific time on the 31st. I apologize for that. The invite says 7 p.m., but that is just the doors, the doors open time. The actual event, including the live stream on Tesla's website, starts at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. So look for that, not 7 p.m. Don't waste that hour and a half of your life. Uh, glued to the computer thinking, it's late, it's late, Elon's late again, my goodness. It's not that. 8.30 p.m. Pacific is the time to tune in to the stream and to any potential live blogs or anything else going on. Also, thanks to a kind Tesla Motors Club forum member who who got invited and posted the invitation on the forum, we know confirmed drivable prototypes will be at the event and everyone in attendance will get a ride. So that means, when I think about this, that means I figure they've got to have at least two working prototypes there. Because if you figure they're gonna they're gonna pile four people in per car, passenger seat, and then three people in the back, four people per ride times two cars with 800 people there means you need 100 minutes if you have two cars. Thus, that's you know when you factor in. Uh, And, you know, loading, getting the last people out, the next people in, it's about, you've got to figure that's going to take about two hours. So I got to figure there's going to be at least three total prototypes there, at least two drivable ones, three total, because I suspect that the one Elon rolls out on stage is going to stay there on center stage for the entire event so that people can look at it, can photograph it, etc., uh now deliveries by the way I will I will be recording when I'm in the car. Should I Well actually I don't want to actually I don't want to take for granted that I'm going to get in that I'm going to get a ride. They say for everyone at the event, but I know that's also what they said at the X event. Um or at least for all the you know for reservation holders. I wasn't a reservation holder, but not even all the reservation holders got got their test ride at the X event, but should I be fortunate enough to get a Model 3 ride? I will be recording it and I will have it uh, on the show next week. Also, deliveries will begin in North America and move from west to east. So starting California and moving eastward. We more or less expected this based on how things have gone with the SNX, but this officially confirms it from Tesla, two years out, which is nice. So the strange the strange algorithm that answers, when will you get your car? just had another variable added into it. Uh, so for instance, if you're a Tesla employee who lives in California and orders a performance model, car, model uh, three, congratulations, you're probably getting a teenage numbered VIN. Overall, this is good news for me. I'm very appreciative of this. this. This sort of gives me a better chance at the tax credit, if not the, hopefully the full, but maybe at least the partial, uh, given that I am in California. So that, that is definitely welcome news for me. Uh, but many questions, of course, continue to remain unanswered for the time being, such as the duration of the existing owner priority. Like, is that going to cut off after a month, after a week, uh, a week after the event? Is it going to continue in perpetuity? We don't know. And there's, you know, whether the, the idea of whether all employees are going to get their cars first, regardless of their configuration or if it'll just be within the whole sort of Group A, Group B, Group C thing that I talked about on last week's show in particular, uh, all about that. So still more questions to be answered, but some continuing information trickling out and it's good to know, it's good good to disseminate. And that is that, that is our Model 3 update. Before I move on to the news, just there's kind of one and a half news stories I wanted to cover this week. I did want to go right to the Ride the Lightning hotline because I've got some Model 3-related calls, some reactions from last week, some other stuff. So I've got four here to kick off with. We'll go to the news, come back, and do a couple of more phone calls. Uh, but I want to remind you first, it is the Ride the Lightning Hotline, and you can call, or ideally, if you've got Skype, the sound quality is going to be much better. So if you've got Skype, uh, the number is one 888 989 8752. But of course, you can dial that from any phone as well. But you will sound better on Skype as you'll hear uh, later on in the show. So, the, the, the clear difference in sound quality. Hear yourself better if you Skype in. Anyway, I want to start with Tony from Michigan who has a question about the $7,500 tax credit. Tony, go ahead, sir.
1: Hey, Ryan. This is Tony calling from Michigan. Um, My question is, I know with the order of reservations going, employees, current owners, and then everybody else, my understanding is you're mostly concerned about getting the tax credits. Um, Then my question would be, with this federal tax credit, is there no stipulation in the law that says it can only be claimed you know, one claim per household or one claim per person, um in a so much time, you know, some sort of time frame. Just wondering if uh you know, you can any E V car you buy, as long as there's credit available, you can get it, or if you can only if, if it's a one off credit because it seems pretty large and if it isn't a one off credit, maybe um I don't know, that's a simple or complicated oversight on the politician side. Anyways, love the show. Love what you're doing. You know, love listening to Unlocked and ride the lightning every week. Uh, Keep up the good work. Bye.
0: So no, Tony, there is no limit per household. You know, that tax credit is there to encourage the adoption of electric vehicles, even if there are multiple cars in the same household. The government, that's, that's, you know, that's not how they've set it up. It's not a one per household. It is a Please anyone get electric vehicles, get more ICEs off the road. Could, we'll, we'll give you six in one house if you want. Uh you could debate the merits of that. There is a there is definitely a, a an argument to be had there. But um you can't you can't argue with the fact that and this is me speaking as a non-owner, someone who who won't get the priority and who's, you know tax credit status on Model 3 is is very much up in the air. But I, I can't I personally can't fault them for for having it this way because of that very thing. I was like, hey, if you can afford six electric cars in your house, great, do it. We just want more electric cars on the on the road. I think the I think I personally think the government is got their hearts in the right place on that one. Next up, let's go to Logan from Colorado, who also Wants to chime in on the tax credit situation after canceling his Model X reservation. He's got a little information for us. Logan, go ahead. Hey, Ryan, it's Logan with, uh, from Colorado.
2: Um, I know we've spoken a couple times before. I just wanted to chime in on the tax credit. Uh, I know that I had my Model X reservation down, um, didn't end up working out and had to cancel that uh, to get ready for the Model 3 reservation here at the end of March. Um, I did want to mention, first off, I never got a fee for canceling my Model X um, reservation. Uh, they were trying to meet the full $5,000. Um, and then also um, looking into the tax thing, um, the federal, like $7,500 tax credit you get from the federal government uh, is just in fact that uh, tax credit from the way I understand it. So um, unless you owe on your federal taxes, you know, anywhere over, you know, Seven seventy-five hundred you're not going to see the full benefit of that refund anyway. Now the state refund is just a, a check cut to you with your state refund. Uh, if your state has any refunds or tax incentives you get for driving EVs, but the federal one is simply a tax liability credit. Um, the way I understand it. So, uh, hopefully somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, that's just the way I understood it. So hopefully that, uh, clears things up for some people. And, uh,
0: yeah, man, I appreciate everything you do on Unlocked and uh, on this podcast. So keep it up. Thank you. Bye. All excellent points here, Logan. Thank you. And I'm also because this I, I gave slightly poor information on this last week. I'm, I'm almost positive that what I said about the fifty dollar processing fee on the uh, on your your reservation for SRX, I'm almost positive that applied to the S. But I'm glad to hear it did not apply to the X, and that you got the full 100% of your $5,000 deposit back on your Model X. Uh, moving right along to Jared in Philadelphia, who is thinking, his solution-oriented thinking for me here. He's, he's, he's wondering if I can lean on my cousin to help me out with Model 3. Jared, go ahead.
3: Hey, Ryan, this is Jared from Philly. I got two comments for you. The first, I don't know why you haven't thought about... Uh, Asking your cousin to place your order for you, since he has a Model S already, he'll get a lot further ahead in line. Um, unless he's planning on getting his own Model 3, it seems to me that you've got a guy there that could potentially place the order for you. Uh, and when it comes time to pay, maybe you pay, or you pay him, or, or what have you, or share the tax credit, if, if that's something you guys could do. Um, but it seems to me that, that, you know, since you got family with a Model S, You have an opportunity to to be a little bit of a leech uh the second comment um i'm not a tesla owner uh aspire to be one one day Uh, my thought is to get a used s or x once the threes come out once they get a little bit cheaper um but i think what tesla's doing having the employees get their cars first followed by all the people that have been you know loyal owners for the last couple of years get the opportunity to get the three for three next then the new folks i i think they're doing it 100 percent the right way um even if i you know was like you and wanted the model three yeah which would be nice but uh i i just i, I think they're doing it the right way so it's unfortunate for everybody with the tax credit but you know the tax credit was there to to help jump start the ev movement and i think for tesla at least it's done that um, you know, all the more reason why they gotta gotta get that price at the thirty-five thousand dollar to start, um, so that more people can afford it without the tax credit. All right, thanks a lot, Ryan. Appreciate your show. Uh, doing a great job. Thanks.
0: So, Jared, I very much appreciate your solution-oriented thinking on my behalf. Believe me, I, I've. By the way, I, I'll take this opportunity to note: I have heard from so many of you after last week's show. Uh, people just making incredibly generous offers to help, you know, every, the fact that you all, uh, that so many of you are sympathetic to my, my uh, just burning passion for Tesla. And I, I really got an overwhelming amount of generosity and support and very kind offers from people to, uh, to help me get my Model 3 faster in some way. And I hope I replied to all of you. Uh, most of them are things that, that couldn't be done either from, you know, because f- things, certain things aren't transferable and et cetera. But uh, I just want to say thank you to, to you listeners because, I, I, and again, I've, I've been seeing it, I've seen it just more and more as, as time has gone on and I've been very fortunate enough to grow the audience of this thing now, 34 episodes in. Uh, you, you folks are a very kind, very generous lot of people who, uh, and, I, and I really think that's born out of, you, we just share this, this passion and this enthusiasm, and, and I really appreciate it from everybody. So to get back to Jared from Philly's question, again, I, your hearts, I love where your heart's at here, but uh, I did actually mention it to my, because co- I, I told you, I was in Arizona last weekend, and I had my cousin's car, my cousin's S the whole time as he's still recovering from an injury. It was, he, it was literally my car for the duration of, my tr- of the trip, and uh, by the way, it's, it's it's so depressing to get back into my car after being in, being in an S all weekend. But uh, anyway, that is neither here nor there. Uh, in light of this week's new information about the West Coast priority, it's a wonder, it, it, you, you have to wonder if me being in California could negate the advantage that my cousin has of being a Model S owner in Arizona, you know, are those, they, are those going to cancel each other out, you know? So there's that plus the tax credit situation becomes effectively impossible. If my cousin were to buy, you know, to buy the car in his name, and then I just pay him. Uh, plus it's, you know, that's just, it's such a complicated transaction and, you know, he's not everybody wants even, fa- you know, you, you can't even ask that of family, you know, that's a, that's a big, like, Hey, could you, uh, could you buy this car and then I'll just pay you so that I could get it a little, a little, a little sooner? That's a, that's a tough thing to ask even family. But nevertheless, again, I love the solution-oriented thinking on my behalf from you, Jared. Also, great point that you make on the tax credit being there to jumpstart the EV movement. I, I completely agree with you. You make a, you make a fantastic point there, Jared. All right, Uh, I am ready to get back to the beach. So let's. I'm going to move things along. Also, you know the other the other problem with this week's show. I'm really hoping that you are able to hear that you are hearing this on time, because the Wi-Fi in this hotel this is this is a nice hotel, but the download speeds are appalling in this hotel. There's no there is no wired Ethernet hook hookup. It's Wi-Fi only. So I'm really hoping that I'm able to upload the podcast and get it get it out to you guys on time. So uh, I guess you already know the answer to that question from whatever, depending on when you're hearing this. But anyway, let's go to Logan down in another Logan, down in Jacksonville, Florida, who calls in to explain why he's not putting down a Model 3 deposit. So Logan, take it away, sir. Hi, Ryan. This is Logan from Jacksonville,
4: Florida, and I'm actually calling because I will not be one of the people who is putting down my $1,000 reservation for the Model 3. Next Thursday, and this has nothing to do with my interpretation of the car, and everything to do with the fact that I just won't have the disposable income necessary to save for this uh, vehicle at the time of predicted shipping. So, my question to you is: With everybody looking, you know, really excited at next week's event, what can you tell me about the potential future of the Model 3? Because for people like me, um, I'm not sure. However, many other people are in my position. But uh, I won't actually be able to probably purchase one of these cars until maybe early 2019 on into 2020. And I want to know, from Tesla's history, what can you tell me about um, when I might want to pounce on the next version of the Model 3? You know, I know with Autopilot hitting so many cars all at once, it's really going to improve at a rapid rate. And Tesla has been known for iteration and not falling model years, so if you could let me know, um, that would be absolutely fantastic. I love everything you do. Podcasts unlocked and unfiltered are great. So want to get your thoughts on
0: that. Thanks. Logan, I can totally sympathize with your situation. You know, I've, that, that's me with, you know, I can't, I'm not in a position to buy S, so I've been waiting for three. And, you know, here's the thing with Tesla. Here's the thing that I've learned from observing them very, very closely over the last number of years. And that's, if you, so I will say this, let me start constructive. If you wait, if you're waiting till 2019, 2020, you might have the option of Model Y. Now, I know that might not be specifically what you were asking. You were sort of asking about advances in Model 3, but you, if you wait, if you're hanging back, waiting for whatever reason, financial or otherwise, you might have a shot at Model Y because, you know, if Tesla can get the three out in late 2017, let's just call it, first half of 2018, for simplicity's sake. Again, we've talked about how Elon wants to get to a point where Tesla has a new car, a new model every year of some sort. They're not clearly not at that place yet. Model 3 is going to be probably backlogged for quite a while, uh, demand-wise, and they're going to be just production constrained for quite a while. So you know, plus they want to get up they want to ramp up to 500,000 cars a year total, which of course is not just Model 3s, but Ss and Xs as well. So, uh Model Y is probably a 2020, 2021, 22 car if I had to guess, but that's all it is, is purely a guess. But anyway, uh, I will say this. As for ongoing additions to Model 3, they're impossible to predict because uh, for instance, we just had a, a uh, new center console show up on the Model S, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And those slipstream wheels just showed up. And at one point, autopilot hardware showed up on the S's. In fact, my friend Greg, who I mentioned a handful of episodes back, who he and I went to lunch in his S uh, uh, around that time, he, his car, he had ordered and like his... His like sales advisor, he said, had kind of helped, helped him, kind of nudged him to wait a little bit, and he ended up getting the autopilot hardware in his car without ordering autopilot. So he was one of those lucky few that got, that got. uh, I I don't want to say caught in because that has a negative connotation, but he was in that bonus group where he ordered his S without knowledge of autopilot his car shows up, it's got autopilot hardware, Tesla announces autopilot, and he looks at the front of his car and goes, yes, I've got autopilot hardware. So you just never know with Tesla, and you, you know, because as you noted, they don't wait for model years, which I think by and large is a really good thing. Uh, there's just no sense in waiting with, with Tesla. So my personal best advice, based on my observations of this company, owners may who, who who are living it may have different advice but my advice would be don't sit back and wait for anything with Tesla because you're you'll always be waiting for the next thing we've seen how quickly this company has moved forward from the P85 in fall 2012 being a mind-blowing motor trend unanimous car of the year award winner to the P85 now being, having been improved upon in every way by the non-performance 85 and now 90D, where the acceleration is quicker, the traction is better because of the all-wheel drive, the fit and finish is a little better, the, you know the, it's got parking sensors, folding mirrors, all this stuff, autopilot. So don't wait. Uh, when you're ready to pull the trigger, take a look at what's available, whether that's, you know, three and Y or just three, just take a look at what they've got and make the decision that makes you happiest and that just makes the most sense for you. So that is, that is my piece on that. Thanks to everybody in the ride, the lightning hotline this week. Again, a couple more calls that are not model three related. I'm going to get to at the end of the show, but I remind you that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted like I do or put onto a keepsake. Visit my friends at lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And again, the toll-free number you can call or ideally Skype is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And I'll be right back with the uh, brief but relevant news of Tesla for this week, the calm before the Model 3 storm. All right, let's talk a little Tesla news. It is mostly about Model 3 this week, as it has been for the last few weeks, and that, of course, is music to my ears, but... Lest we not forget, the Model X continues to slowly ramp up, more and more people taking delivery of their Model Xs. I still haven't seen one out and about, which continues to shock me. But I know that it is simply a matter of time, a brief matter of time. Uh, Hopefully, those of you that are on the X list and awaiting your cars are getting them very soon. We are moving into the the, the 90D deliveries out of the performance group and into the the, uh, the 90D group. Anyway, Model S is not to be forgotten either. We talked last week about the slipstream wheels, the new default 19-inch wheels that the car has if you go into the design studio. Well, another fun new treat was added to the Model S design studio this week as well. And that is another, it's just a default thing. It's in there. (coughs) Pardon me. And that is the Model X's center console has been dropped into the Model S. So if you order... Now, the question is, I would love to hear from you. If any of you out there have recently ordered an S and are taking delivery of it in the next, say, this between now and the next show, I would love to hear from you whether you get your car and it has a console in it. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on the TMC forums as well because I know people always are good about reporting that kind of stuff, but... Yes, the Model X console has been dropped into the Model S by default in the design studio. It's pro- Now, I'll say this. I actually like the, the complete lack of console. I like that negative space because I'm a person, I, my cars always have to be clean on the inside. I don't like crap just cluttering the inside of the car. I don't like anything on the floor, uh, nothing. I mean, I, I like a nice, pristine interior. It's just my weird thing. Whereas if you saw my wife's car, <laughs> every time I lot, it makes me crazy every time I get in it. Uh, it's just junk everywhere, but to each their own. But yeah, I, I like my car nice and clean. So that's why I kind of like that negative space center console that's always been in the S, but it does make a lot of sense for there to be a center console. And what I like about it is, again, I encourage you to just go to the Tesla site and look at it in the design studio it's it's not tall. It's a it's a, you know, it it's not something that's like you're going to rest your arm on. It's it's down low between the seats and it but and again, if you've seen the X console or seen the pictures of it, it's got the phone dock that's uh, that's got the you know, the swappable hookups depending which smartphone you have. And it's got that really cool uh what's the word? What's the right word for the the cup holder? It's a it's just sort of an adaptable. It just you can put pretty much any size cup in it. It'll it'll sort of stretch to fit. It's like seem, seemingly a very intelligently designed cup holder for it. Uh, so I like. I, I mean, it, it is a nice center console. Don't get me wrong, uh, and it's because before, if you wanted a console in your S, I know they've been back ordered a lot, and they're ex- they were expensive. Tesla was charging, I think, something like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say either six, somewhere either 600 or $800. I want to say, I, th- I think it was like 600 bucks. That's the number that's jumping out in my head. Uh, I didn't write this in my notes ahead of time. Otherwise, I would have looked up the price. But anyway, it was not a cheap option if you wanted a console in your S. So now you're going to get one by default if you order the car. Related to that, it's probably not a coincidence that Tesla has also confirmed a pricing change, read a price increase, for early April. I want to thank the wonderful folks at Electrek. They do a great job of staying on top of things. I, You know, I cite them on a, on a f- very frequent basis on this show. They reached out to Tesla and got an official statement. It is this, quote, We don't comment on rumor or speculation about future releases. Tesla is constantly innovating and adding new features to our vehicles to perpetually improve Tesla vehicles for our existing and future customers. Here comes the important part. We price our vehicles consistently throughout the world, which requires us to adjust pricing to foreign currency exchange rates. We have let customers know that some price changes will take effect in early April. We always encourage those interested in purchasing Model S to place their order so they can start enjoying the many benefits of Model S today. Now, notice they don't say price increase, that's marketing 101 but if it were a price decrease you'd hear you they would be shouting it from the high hills we've lowered the price on model S come get yours now it is uh, it's definitely a price increase now early april they say early april but ryan that's right after the model 3 event so uh while i'm very i'm very certain i've been to believe me i've been to a million video game press conferences where they're you know they've always got they're always showing off their big new things at the at the E three is their big one every year, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, and you've all watched probably Apple conferences and all those kinds of things. I'm very certain that Tesla will want the focus of the Model Three event to be on the Model Three. Perhaps Elon will also drop a Steve Jobsian one more thing and announce the P one hundred D that was leaked uh, by. I believe uh, Jason Hughes, if I remember his name correctly, a couple of weeks ago, that, you know, the P100D, with which would, of course, easily, well, the P version wouldn't top, probably won't top 300 real world miles, but the non-performance version would. I could see that being a one more thing. And then I don't think Elon's going to necessarily mention the slipstream wheels or the console. But yeah, remember, you know, we we got the slipstream wheels last week. We got the center console in there this week. Uh, so is the P100D going to come along with it? Or is it simply, well, the price is going to go up a little bit. So you, you, are, you are going to be paying for that center console one way. It's not free. Yeah, maybe, in fact, who knows? Depending on how the pricing structure, the price increase shakes out. Maybe those of you that ordered one of the original Model S center consoles that you know had to be installed after the fact and paid, you know, $600 or whatever dollars was for it, maybe you guys are going to end up getting a bargain compared to, <laughs> compared to uh, new Model S buyers who will get this Model X console. But either way, this, the, the console does appear to be very nice. I mean, I've, I've, been in an, I've seen it in an X. It is nice. So uh, that is that. We'll see what Elon has to say on Thursday, whether he mentions anything about the Model S. And on a fun note, while we still don't yet have a full review of Model X from any of the major automotive media outlets, such as, you know, Motor Trend, Car and Driver, Road and Track, Automobile, etc., we do have now a drag strip test of the car by Motor Trend. And surprise, surprise, it is the quickest SUV they've ever tested, period. Besting the BMW X5, Porsche Cayenne, Mercedes GLE 63, Etc. They clocked it at 3.2 seconds to 60 miles an hour, 11.7, in the uh, what is that? The the uh, eighth of a mile this down the down the strip. I I tell you what. I have sat in an X a couple times, but I really really want to drive one. To see what it's like now of course I, if you remember back from the December one of the December shows I got to drive a founder series car for about 20 feet in a guy's drive in that very very kind founders driveway uh, back in December but I really want to give that thing a real run if I can convince Tesla to give me a review car in the next few months once uh, the production ramp has has smoothed out I'm certainly going to let all of you know about it uh, but I'm, I'm not even going to bother asking, considering that the, the big boys haven't even <laughs> reviewed the X yet. They're certainly not going to give me one for IGN slash this podcast up until... yeah. I, believe me, I know my place in the, in the Tesla world, and I'm just lucky to be even on their radar and on their media list at all. But I know I'm, in the, I'm lucky. In the video game world, IGN is a very high priority. We're a very big site in, a, in the video game space but i totally get that in the in the tesla sphere ign and cert, definitely this podcast are still uh we're still very much in the the low priority and hopefully you know we're going to we're going to work my way up both ign and ride the lightning we'll we're going to work our way up that that priority ladder for tesla and hopefully you know eventually maybe i'll be one of the first in line for review cars of things to to share via IGN reviews and Ride the Lightning reviews. Anyway, that's it for the major news this week. I wanna come right back, do a couple more calls from the Ride the Lightning hotline and then I will get on out of here and prep for Hawthorne. All right, welcome back to the Ride the Lightning hotline part two this week. Uh, hopefully, it's working out. Like I said, I, I just prefer not to stack up all the calls at once. Figure people want to get to the main topics, get to the news. It's you know rather than just do a, like a whole 20 minute block of of phone calls. Believe me, I am thrilled to have so many calls. Over the last number of weeks, the call volume on the hotline has just been going up and up, and I love that. I love the participation. I love hearing from everybody. I really think it adds a lot to this podcast. But yeah, I think uh, hopefully everybody's cool with me kind of doing a, doing a few calls, take a break, get to some news, come back to some more calls. I guess just like any other radio show, right? Like real, real radio shows don't take all their calls in a row. They, they space them out. Anyway, Ride the Lighting Hotline. Anytime, 24-7, it's a free call or ideally a Skype for better sound quality Drop me a line. The number is one 989 Let's go to Eric in Chicago, who needs a little help with the whole ICE versus EV argument. Eric, take it away.
5: Hey, Ryan. This is Eric from Chicago. Hope you're doing well. And also, hello, fellow podcast listeners. Uh, I got a question that came up the other day when I was with a friend. Uh, I'm very enthusiastic about Tesla, you know, excited about it. And, um... This is the second time I've heard this argument uh about internal combustion uh, cars versus battery cars and uh the amount of pollution that's generated from the manufacture of their battery. Um he basically said there's more those those cars pollute the environment more than internal combustion ever will because uh there's so much pollution generated from manufacturing the battery. And um now that that argument to me just seems inherently wrong. It seems um It seems like an impossibility, but I don't really have, uh, any source to cite except my own, uh, you know, sense of gut feeling that doesn't, that, that doesn't seem like a correct argument. Now, I haven't really, uh, taken too much time to research it on the internet myself or see, uh, anything to disprove that argument. Um, but I was wondering if you could, uh, direct the community here in a way, um, that points to some, some real vetted resources that show, um, what the real truth is on that point. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the things about the car that excite me are not necessarily the fact that it's an EV uh, so much as, you know, other things like the the autopilot and um, the, the way the car is set up, the, how it's always connected and updated and that kind of stuff. Um, and the fact that its EV is just kind of icing on the cake, uh, like you've described before, where the safety thing kind of comes first uh, rather than the other the other stuff. But anyway, um hoping you could uh shoot me in the right direction so I can uh have a better better argument, better comeback when somebody says something silly like that. Thanks a lot, man. Totally love the show. You rock. Have a great day.
0: Yeah, Eric, I see this a lot. I talked a few weeks ago about how anytime that we do a Tesla story on IGN, people will in the comments will chime in Inevitably, there's this one of the first bits of of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt that gets thrown out, like, oh, the electric cars are actually more polluting. Like, you know, that's a that's a crazy one, and I get that you need some help debunking it. You know, you want to point to a couple of sources. I looked up a couple of sources that really do a thorough job of of explaining this from start to finish. So I'm going to give you a couple of websites. There's a great sort of uh, environmentally conscious website. Let's call it that. So it's shrinkthatfootprint.com. So that, and it's it's here's the specific. It's shrinkthatfootprint.com/electric-cars-green. That has a really nice, thorough report. That's actually been replicated on Clean Technica. If you're familiar with the the, this sort of green technology offshoot of Ars Technica. Uh, and it, the, it, it's been replicated in a couple of places. And then there's another one. Uh, this is a, maybe a bit easier to remember. It's the Union of Concerned Scientists, which is exactly what it sounds like. And you can visit their website at ucsusa.org. And there's some good information on either of those websites that really do do a good job of thoroughly explaining the the facts behind the production of electric vehicles and the production of electric vehicle batteries and the, you know, again, how how America specifically is, our electric grid is getting cleaner and cleaner each and every single year. So I encourage you to take a look at those and perhaps they will serve you well if you, should again come face to face with someone who, uh, wants to tell you that electric cars actually pollute more than internal combustion engine vehicles. And let's see one more call. Let's go to Justin from nearby in the East Bay, nearby to me anyway, who, uh, has autopilot comments and a, uh, wants to share an experience about how awesome his S was on a family road trip. So Justin, I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend. Hey,
6: Ryan. Justin from the East Bay. Actually, I uh, listened to one of my calls. The uh, person that was parked in Emeryville and you summoned to get out. Actually, from Berkeley. I'm actually driving in the Tesla now and was listening to your podcast, Awesome Week Podcast. Um, last week, just talking about the Model 3. Uh, excited to hear more about that. Just wanted to touch base on a few topics that I thought might be interesting as far as the overall uh Tesla experience and two things that, you know, have uh, come to my attention that are pretty awesome. One is using the autopilot is just fantastic, I think, in real-world use for, you know, you look around and everybody's using their cell phones, whether you're supposed to or not. You know, admittedly or not, I think we've all looked at our cell phones and the amount of car crashes that creates. I noticed the other day while I was using autopilot, you know, if you had that urge to look down at your cell phone, check your text, do something with a call, music, whatever the million things we're all doing on our phone are, the fact that autopilot is looking out and literally will avoid crashing into the people in front of you, slow down, stop and go in traffic is its pretty great usage. I think, you know, most cars will probably have that feature in the future, if nothing else, just from a safety perspective. So that's just one comment. The other comment is uh, I happened to, uh, over the holidays, I had not really brought this up in any of my other calls, I happened to have a chance to drive my Tesla to Tahoe from the East Bay. and just kind of wanted to let the you know, Tesla community know how much of a non-event it really was in the sense of, you know, I have wife, two kids, dog in the back, no gear in the trunk, uh, everything ready to go up to our friend's cabin in Tahoe basically started driving, stopped in Folsom, could have stopped for about 10 or 15 minutes to get enough charge, but just took the time, charged all the way up. Got up to South Lake, plugged in, you know, at a local uh, kind of a little energy plant similar to a small PGE office, left my car there overnight, one night, charged it all the way up, hung out at the cabin, you know, brought it back, and, uh, you know, on the way home, went down the mountain and used the equivalence from South Lake Tahoe all the way to Placerville of one mile of mileage and didn't even have to stop getting all the way back to, you know, the Berkeley area. So I just thought that was a nice, you know, testament to the supercharger network and kind of how you can actually use the Tesla and, you know, the range anxiety everybody talks about kind of being a, a non-issue as far as I'm concerned for, you know, reasonably long-term trips with, you know, a lot of people and uh, gear in the car. So. Anyway, that's all I had. Nothing really uh, groundbreaking,
0: but just thought that might be interesting to hear. What do you think? So, Justin, that is a fantastic real-world endorsement of Model X. Thank you for sharing it. I've lived here for over 13 years. I've actually never managed to go to Lake Tahoe. My wife talks about going sometimes, but every time when she brings it up, I mention like we'd have to rent a car to go there, which I'm not adverse to, because my Infiniti G35 Coupe, that's 10 years old. Uh, especially with its low profile sport 19 inch tires and wheels are not fit for the job. And my wife's mini Cooper is not fit for that duty either. So I've, I've told her, I've already told her that when we are totally going to Tahoe after we get our all wheel drive, hopefully performance model three, we're definitely going because that, that, that I trust it'll be, I'll have a similar experience to you with your S where you just piled everything into the car, no problem. And we got up the mountain, no problem. And then I, lo- I love the, I love how you mentioned that you you, you you use virtually no miles coming back down the mountain. That's incredible. And that's the power of regenerative braking for you. The fact that the car just didn't have to use any energy from coasting down with, with regen. That's fantastic stuff. All right, that is it for the news, the phone calls this week, the Model Three chatter. Let me come right back and finish things up right after this. I want to remind you that the new, the current version of the Model S referral program is still going for a little while longer. If you are planning to buy a Model S, please use this referral code, ts.la slash peter6387. That's a URL. Just put that into your browser. That'll take you to the design studio. And that uh, referral code belongs to Peter Kersgaard from Denmark, who offered me the Model X should he win it because if you use that referral code to buy your to, uh, to buy your S you're going to get a $1,200 credit towards your home charging installation setup and Peter by extension me will get an entry into the raffle that's being held uh, that will the winning draw will take home a ludicrous Model X which would literally be the a most amazing thing that could, that could happen to me Tesla-wise because I love the X, I love the Falcon wing doors, I love the windshield, and I love, I've never, I've actually not yet driven a ludicrous car. Uh, I've been in the, ins- I've reviewed the P85D with insane mode for IGN, but yeah. So help myself out, help Peter out, help yourself out by using that referral code should you be looking to buy a Model S in the next week or so. And what else? Ah, Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Or you can email me if it won't fit in 140 characters in a tweet. The email is teslapodcast at gmail.com. If you're a video gamer, check me out at my day job at IGN.com. Uh, really fun thing I just put up there is a, the latest episode of my monthly interview series called IGN Unfiltered, where I sit down with the... Best, brightest, most notable people in the video game industry. This month's episode was with a gentleman by the name of Marty O'Donnell, who is, in my opinion, the most brilliant video game composer in the video game industry. If you're familiar with Halo, if you've ever seen or heard Halo, played it, maybe you have kids that do that Halo theme song with those chanting monks, that was Marty O'Donnell, and he has a bunch of great stories to share on there. It is a two-hour sit-down. It's a huge that that's a podcast right there. It'll be up on iTunes after I get home from Hawaii. But in the meantime, you can watch it on YouTube or on IGN.com. Also, I have a little side site called nerdstyles.com. It's a t-shirt site. We've got 10 t-shirts up there, plus a coffee mug uh, of video game inspired and just general geek inspired design. So take a look at nerdstyles.com if you like. And be sure to subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter. As I do, the easy URL for that is teslaweekly.com. It almost could not be easier to sign up for that fantastic resource that Dave puts together each and every week. We're on Stitcher now. I've added the show to Stitcher. Look in the games and hobbies section, and in the within that, the car enthusiast section. Uh, you can get the show in the car, as we heard from one of our listeners earlier. Via TuneIn, you just have to go, got to go to the TuneIn website first, follow the show from there, and then it'll show up in your favorites in your Tesla. And finally, again, a big shout out to the folks at Teslarati.com, Gene and the crew there. They have been very kind to help spread the word about the show by posting uh, new about new episodes each week. I really, really appreciate that because that is extremely, that is just hitting the exact right crowd. If you're on Teslarati, chances are, you are a Tesla owner or enthusiast, so uh, thanks to the kind folks at Tesla Roddy for their support on this podcast. So that does it. That is the end of episode 34. I will see you next week from Hawthorne. Uh, I'm hoping to do a lot of neat stuff. Hopefully, a lot of a neat audio in the show next week. Maybe test ride audio. Maybe some interviews with maybe some of you uh, about your thoughts on the Model Three. I have no, I, I have no uh, dreams of catching Elon at this thing. They've, they already said in the, in the media invite I got that no interviews, no interviews with anybody, so with, you know, with any Tesla executives. So uh, I'm not going to hold out any hope of that. But nevertheless, I hope to have some really cool audio from Hawthorne, from the Model 3 event next week. Still undecided on whether I'll post the show early next week or whether it'll just be at the usual time of, you know, Sunday morning, it's gonna, I'll, it'll just be a game time decision. It'll kind of depend on how everything goes, how long it takes me to edit the thing together. So um, maybe it'll hit early next week. If, I guess if you subscribe, it doesn't matter. It'll just hit your feed and you'll just get it. So uh, I won't waste any more breath, uh, waste any more of your time on this more specifically. And I'll go ahead and end there. Again, thank you all so much for listening. This was Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode 34 for March 27th, 2016. See you next time with what could be one of the most awesome shows ever. Model 3, baby, yes!